Fragments of Fright, the complete series, is now available. All five volumes of the international best-selling series bundle together into one convenient horrifying collection. Go to Amazon and search for Fragments of Fright Complete Series or go to maniacontheloose.com slash books. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. The Scarecrow Not far from the small midwestern town of Shell Rock, Iowa, is a cornfield. Standing prominently in the middle of the cornfield is a scarecrow. Local legend says that the scarecrow within the field not only scares off crows, but occasionally comes to life to frighten away any person who trespasses on the land. Over the years, several people in the area insist that they have encountered the Scarecrow, and some say not all have lived to tell about it. The cornfield in question is owned by an elderly gentleman referred to simply as Old Man Crawford. Some claim that the old man is the true source behind the legend of the Scarecrow, theorizing that it is Old Man Crawford himself who dresses up as a scarecrow to terrify those who dare enter his cornfield. Others insist that the scarecrow is a paranormal specter guarding the cornfield by any means necessary, sometimes even murder, to keep those with wicked intentions at bay. The following are the tales told by those who have had strange experiences in or around the cornfield where the Scarecrow lives. The Scarecrow Bike Ride I work at a hardware store in Shell Rock. If the weather allows for it, I like to ride my bike to and from work. There are multiple routes I can take based on my mood. On the day in question, I was riding down a side road that borders Old Man Crawford's cornfield. I could see the scarecrow mounted up high over the corn, staring out at everything. Man, that is one creepy scarecrow. The scarecrow's head is a burlap sack with hay sticking out at the bottom and protruding from multiple small holes around the face area. The eyes carved into the sack are sharp-edged, elongated monster eyes, and the mouth is shaped into an evil, fang-filled frown. Atop the head is an old, weathered, wide-brimmed straw hat. 
The body of the scarecrow was a large, dark brown shirt tied together with various strips of heavy rope. There are numerous yellow and orange patches along the shirt where it had been patched up over the years. The focal point of the scarecrow attire is the large scythe that it holds in a threatening manner. If you don't know what a scythe is, it's an antique farming tool used to harvest wheat. It's basically a long wooden pole with a handle and a huge menacing curved blade at the end. Some say the scarecrow is actually made from a human corpse due to the skeletal hands that are grasping the scythe. It was a gloomy day, but there was no rain forecast, just clouds, so I felt comfortable riding my bike. I had been eyeing the intimidating scarecrow for the majority of my ride on that road, and it was starting to give me the willies. I almost felt as though I was being watched, so I kept my focus forward on the road ahead of me. At one point, I took a quick glance at the scarecrow, and I swear to God, it looked as though it had moved closer to me. I increased my pace and made a point not to look at the scarecrow anymore. Of course, the harder I try not to look at it, the more I want it to, so I took another glance. It was closer again. I kept telling myself it was an optical illusion or, or my mind was playing tricks on me, but I knew there was absolutely no doubt in my mind that that thing had moved closer to me. After a few minutes of pedaling at a furious pace, I let myself coast for a bit as I caught my breath, and I couldn't help but take another peek. The scarecrow was gone. I panicked. I, I lost control of my bike and crashed it onto the gravel on the side of the road. I scraped up my elbows pretty good, but I wasn't concerned about that. My only worry was where the scarecrow was. As I picked up my bike from the ground and began to mount it, I could hear deep, wheezing breath coming from just within the cornfield. I have no doubt it was the scarecrow. It was waiting for me, daring me to enter the cornfield. I quickly got on my bike and rode away as fast as I could. I have never taken that route to or from work ever again. The Scarecrow. The Path. My name is Jerry. I'm 11 years old. My younger sister Sally and I live in a farmhouse right next to Old Man Crawford's cornfield. We cut through his cornfield every day as a shortcut to get to the bus stop. Over the years, we've created a small path through the field, and we never venture off of that path. Well, except for one day. It was a bright sunny day and we got out of school early. We were walking down the path as usual. The path through the cornfield went directly by the scarecrow. The scarecrow never bothered me, but my little sister Sally was scared of it. She'd often close her eyes as we walked by it. I can understand why Sally or anyone would be afraid of the scarecrow. It was scary. It was big and ugly. It smelled bad like rotting meat and it held its weapon as if it was waiting, hoping, for someone to give it an excuse to use it. I was mean to Sally that day. I was teasing her about the Scarecrow. I kept telling her the Scarecrow could sense her fear and it was going to come to life and get her. And then I did something I always regret. 
I ran. After I told her the scarecrow was going to get her, I took off like a bolt of lightning, leaving her in the scarecrow's vicinity all by herself. I could hear her running, trying to catch up with me and screaming in terror all the way. I was laughing when I noticed that I couldn't hear Sally running behind me anymore. I stopped and listened. Sally? Nothing. No response. Sally? I trotted back in the direction from which I came, calling out for Sally the entire time. As I passed by the scarecrow's post, I noticed it was gone. The gigantic post it was hung on was still there, but the scarecrow wasn't. Sally? I grew anxious as I ran at full speed calling out for Sally, but getting no response. Where was she? Was she okay? And where was the scarecrow? Did it actually come to life? Did it get her? When I turned a bend in the path, I saw Sally. She was lying face down on the ground and she wasn't moving. Sally! I rushed up to her side and let out an enormous sigh of relief when I heard her whimpering. She had tripped and fallen onto the ground. She said she heard something moving around within the corn and was terrified that it was the scarecrow that was coming to get her. I apologized to her profusely as I helped her to her feet and brushed the dirt off her long skirt. It was then that she told me that she dropped her lunchbox when she fell and it tumbled off the path into the cornfield. She pointed to where it went and I stepped off the path and into the cornfield to retrieve it. As soon as I stepped into the cornfield, a heavy gust of wind practically knocked me off balance, and I could hear something moving just a few feet in front of me. I couldn't see what it was. It was concealed by the corn stalks, but I could hear it. It was something big, and it was stomping toward me. I got scared and quickly backed out of the cornfield. As soon as I stepped back onto the path, Sally's lunchbox was hurled out of the cornfield and clanged onto the ground in front of us. I stood there holding Sally's hand and listening for whatever was in the cornfield. I didn't move a muscle until I was sure it wasn't going to come after us. It was a few minutes of silence later when I felt like we were safe. I picked up Sally's lunchbox and we walked toward home. As we approached the scarecrow's post, I let out a gasp when I saw that the scarecrow was back, posed as it always was. Sally asked me what was wrong. I told her nothing was. I never told Sally about the scarecrow being gone from its post that day. We did continue to use that path through Old Man Crawford's cornfield, but I never left the path again, I never teased Sally again, and I gave the Scarecrow the respect it deserved. We never had another incident after that. The Scarecrow Making Out there's a spot in Old Man Crawford's cornfield that you can pull into right off the road and the corn shields the vehicle from view. It's a great make-out spot. It was a cool, starry Friday night and I was dating a gal named Janet. 
I talked her into letting me take her to the cornfield so we could fool around a little bit. I pulled her into the cornfield, shut off the engine, and got to business. We were making out pretty good when I used my patented maneuver of sliding my hand down the side of the passenger seat and popping the lever which leans the seat all the way back. And Janet wasn't objecting, so I thought I had a good chance at going all the way. The mood was ruined when I heard a loud bang on the hood of the car. I spun my head around but didn't see anyone. Janet was alarmed and asked what that was. I told her it was probably just a piece of corn falling from a stalk and hitting the hood. That relaxed her enough for us to get back to it. I was in the process of unbuttoning Janet's blouse when the entire car suddenly began to shake back and forth as if someone were outside pushing on the bumper. Janet was frightened and I was pissed off. I grabbed my lug wrench from the back seat and jumped out of the car. Who's out here? I quickly circled the entire car looking for the culprit so I could give them a piece of my mind and possibly dent their head in with my lug wrench. That's when I saw it. The scarecrow. It was standing in the cornfield just beyond a row of corn in the darkness. Its menacing eyes were glistening under the moonlight and it was holding its blade. I didn't wait around for it to attack. I rushed back to my car and peeled rubber out of there. The Scarecrow. The Dare. Back in high school, there were a group of us kids who used to dare each other to do stupid things. One weekend, I dared my friend Alex Kintner to run up to Old Man Crawford's door, knock on it, and then hide in the cornfield. Alex was a brave soul and didn't hesitate to take me up on the dare. We drove up alongside the cornfield as close to Old Man Crawford's house as we could get and dropped Alex off. It shouldn't have taken him more than five minutes to get to the house and another ten or fifteen minutes to hide and then make his way back through the cornfield to our car. An hour later, when Alex still hadn't returned, our group searched through the entire cornfield calling for him. I was the one who found the puddle of blood. It was in front of the scarecrow. We called the police and they questioned old man Crawford. He said he never heard a knock on the door and claimed that he was asleep during the time they asked him about. The police believed his story. Alex Kintner was never found people around these parts say the Scarecrow killed him. The Scarecrow Old Man Crawford I've lived on this farm all my life. My folks died when I was a young man and I inherited the place. The Scarecrow has always been here. It was here when my parents got the farm. We don't know who put it up, but it has always done its job. It keeps the critters away from messing with the corn. The legend of the Scarecrow keeps most people away, too. I can't say I have any complaints about that. I understand some people think it's me dressed up in a Scarecrow costume, terrifying the town folk and keeping the legend alive. And that's nonsense, of course. 
for the most part. I don't like folks coming around at night. When I caught wind that a young man was using my cornfield to seduce young ladies, I confess that it was me that scared him off. I pounded on his car and rocked it back and forth. I then stepped back into the shadows of the cornfield. I was wearing a large brimmed hat and holding a scythe. When the young man spotted me, he thought sure he was seeing the scarecrow. I get a laugh out of that one to this day. As for those kids who cut through my field to get to the bus stop, I don't mind at all. They don't disturb the corn, and their noise helps keep the crows in check. Their little tail is probably just a child's imagination running wild. That's what I tell people anyway. The death of the Kittener boy was unfortunate. I assume he's dead. They found blood, but never found his body. I lied to the police when I told them I didn't hear the boy knock on my door that night. I heard him, and when I answered the door, I saw him running off into the cornfield. I was angry. He woke me from my sleep, you see. I grabbed my shotgun and gave chase. I wouldn't have hurt him if I caught him. I'd have just tried to scare him a little bit, but I never found him. I did, however, find the blood. And not just the pool of blood the girl found. I also found blood on the tip of the scarecrow's scythe. I wiped the scythe off real good and left it at that. So, is the legend of the scarecrow true? If it is, I have a message for the unwanted that come around these parts. Beware. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Most of my books are now available as audiobooks. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash audiobooks. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the show, buy some of my books. I have a bunch of them, and most of them are free with Kindle Unlimited. Don't have Kindle Unlimited? No problem. They're all priced pretty cheap. Go to ManiacOnTheLoose.com slash books.